This is the Mike Delated Show, episode 54 today. We are back, back stronger than ever, right? And special guest tonight is Amanda Motojong. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's pretty good, right? That's, that's amazing, actually. <laughs> Thank you so much. I will play <laughs> the song right now. Uh-huh. And you, you are dancing. Love it. And it dropped. How are you, Amanda? Absolutely wonderful. How are you this evening? I'm doing good. It's uh, it's a good night. It's a good night. It's like January the 4th. It's like not so cold outside. I'm good. Absolutely. Yep. But I Weather's mean... Up pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of things going on out, out in the world and stuff. But, you know, I usually check once a day now. I check news and then... I try not to check too much because I get it drags me too far down. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, how was your day today? What did you do? Um, well, I reorganized my kitchen. I uh, learned how to install shelving by myself today. That was absolutely fantastic. Um, hmm. It's not hard. I, I've discovered that. Um, yeah, I've had an incredibly productive today uh, day today getting ready uh, to speak to you. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh, now I'm afraid. <laughs> it's like, wow, you how much how much time did you spend to prepare yourself for today? Oh. <laughs> well, I spent a good 6 hours in my kitchen today. Mm, okay. Did you listen to podcasts then? Like No, I uh, listened to general music today and just kept myself nice and zen and got everything just organized and clean. Yes. It's nice how that works, right? You do a little bit, you do a little bit like a project in the house and it helps you as well. Mm. Absolutely. So I have to say, everybody who can't see that just yet before this video goes live, but the podcast will go live first. You have a wonderful flag in the background. I have a flag like that in my studio too. It's beautiful. That's the Thunder Bay flag. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Did you get yours at Mayor Hardware by chance? Shout out Mayor Hardware. Yes, I did. I don't think there's any other place in town, right? I don't know that there is. Um, I do like to go out of my way to shop local mm. every chance that I get, and I do utilize Mayor Hardware very often. Oh, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a nice place. They have great coffee in there too. They have the uh, Black Rifle coffee mm. on on hand all the time. Oh, what is that? What what what's that? What kind of coffee? It's good kind of coffee. Oh. It, it'll get you to where you got to go Ooh. quickly. Okay, it's like strong. Oh, yes. Yes. And full of flavor. Mm, bold? Very. Mm. Very, very. Is that something you are, too? That I'm bold? Are you a bold person? I can be. Mm. Um, yeah, I I want to say that I'm I'm not, but no, I'm bold. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, you are part of the Green Party, right? Absolutely. I am currently the president and CEO of uh, the Thunder Bay Rainy River Green Party of Canada uh, Riding Club Association. Very nice. Very nice. What, how did you? How did you get there? Like, accident. Uh, <laughs> there, there um, are no accidents. Well, yeah, I would say this one was. Okay. I've been a Green Party supporter for. Probably about 20 years now. Mm. And uh, in 2015, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. 
So do you remember the 2015 election? That's like six years ago. Um, right. That's like the first time Justin Trudeau got elected. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I remember I well, wasn't, I'm sorry to, I always no. elaborate stories. I'm so sorry. The, I was in, I, I remember I was in the gym because I was not so much into politics and every morning I re hear that ad on at the radio and it was says, it said, Justin is not ready. That's like the ad that always stood out to me on the, in my car every morning. Yeah. Just not ready. I, I do remember that. That was the conservative campaign slogan. Yes. Didn't do them too good. Mm. But during that election, what ended up happening was uh, I had recently completed a contract with uh, uh, OPG, the Ontario Power Generation. Mm. And I thought, well, coming into an election, I'm going to use some of my media relations skills. And I went and volunteered for Bruce Heyer, who was the then sitting MP. And yes. I never left, really. That's all that happened. Uh, you said you volunteered? Yes. In, um, in what kind of way? Well, I, I was his public relations officer. Ah. So I did, I handled all the, the media calls, um, any call that came into the office. I, I helped give people information. I uh, helped them get the signs that they wanted to put up in their yard. Mm. Just pretty much anything that needed to be done. Wow. That, that's a big job, eh? It is, but that's one of the things that a lot of people don't realize about campaigns Campaigns are done predominantly by volunteers. So all of the parties have uh, volunteers that help them. So it's not just the candidate that's running. It, it, the ca candidate comes with a team of volunteers. Mm. Why is that? It's a big job. Like It would be absolutely impossible for me to get all of these signs to anybody that would want one during an election mm. and answer phone calls and respond to media requests. And... Um, do any debates that, that need to be done. Um, yes. And it doesn't stop. And as a supporter of a certain party, it is like, it's some, it's, I don't know, is it somebody's duty or is it like, it's, this is like the way it's done. It's just like, this is then given as a volunteer work, right? I'm just trying to break this down for anybody who doesn't know how it works because I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, it's your opportunity to get involved with the party. Um, it gives you mm. the opportunity to see how it works, see how politics themselves function, yeah, and, and see what the actual vehicle behind an election is, because like it, it is a pretty big machine. Mm. It must be unbelievable big, really. Well, and consider that there's four major parties, mm -hmm. right? So. A Green Party campaign is generally much smaller than a Conservative campaign or a Liberal campaign, and often that does come down to money. Mm -hmm. um, but we also don't fundraise the same way that the other parties do, and good, bad, or otherwise, that's just the way we are. Mm. Um, the Green Party is really a volunteer-based organization, so we're more hands-on than just pay money, pay money, pay money. Okay. So it's direct approach. In a way yeah. for members, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and then I know now, let's say, we're right next to a float. I think there's this little office of, of one of the members who's like in politics in town. See, I don't know the name, but I think it's like, it's it's not an MP, but it's like... Uh, oh, oh, my Bell. Yes, yes. He has a place there, right? Yep. He said... It's, are those places then only for elected members, or do you have a place like that too? 
No, we don't. Um, we could have uh, an office here in Thunder Bay. Um, we don't really have the funds to run an office like that. So we, we put the money that we do accumulate into other things. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Gravel, though, he is an absolutely fantastic example of what a politician should be. Um, and if you ever want to know what I mean, give his office a call. Mm-hmm. Um, they will answer the phone quickly. They will respond to any question that you have. If it's not something their office deals with, they'll send you to where to get the answers. Mm. So, but yeah, that's, that's more or less what we're striving for. Yeah, this is very approachable, right? And then also, like, as a politician, you are connected. You, like, I could reach out, you could reach out, and we, we could get to know each other, the person. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. How did, what did you like about this when you volunteered? Right? What, what happened that you, you liked it, obviously? What, what, what was it? Um, there was a lot of things. Thunder Bay is a very unique city. Um, I've lived all across Canada. I've dealt with politics all across Canada. And as liberal as this city appears to be, it's quite conservative with how it actually interacts and reacts. Okay. So it was a lot of fun to be able to get to know the community a whole lot better to see how I could actually help and make things a little bit more beneficial for the people that live here. Mm. Okay, I understand. But like, what did you, did you feel anything? Like this was like your calling and like, just like connection, I guess. I'm looking for some kind of different answer here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I felt a connection to politics many years ago. I've dealt with a whole lot of leadership conventions and uh, I, I'm absolutely fascinated with Canadian politics. Okay. Um, the constitutional framework of this country is something that I wish more of our politicians really understood mm. because if they did that, our laws would actually function better. And if we could get to better functioning laws, I feel that you'd see a lot less systemic oppression. And overall at the end of the day, that's really what I'm striving for. Mm. Okay. That's, that's like a strong sentence, but can you break that down a little bit? Um, like, I'm, like just an example. Like an example. Mm. Um, one of the things that doesn't happen often is uh, we don't have our federal politicians speaking enough to our provincial politicians to see what the needs of the communities are. So like the needs of Thunder Bay are not the same as the needs of Toronto. Mm. Now we have the same overall constitutional framework. So we have the same mechanics that we're working within. So in having better communication, you don't tend to have such a one size fits all approach to everything. Mm. Which is better because, like I said, we're not Toronto. So Toronto type um, answers don't always work for Thunder Bay problems. Mm. You could almost say each city is totally separate and different in its way, right? Well, absolutely. Well, like one example right now, we just had our courthouse catch fire, right? So the needs of the people that have court type issues are not the same for Thunder Bay as those in Toronto. We don't even have the same courthouse, right? So things like the files that you need to get, get to for your, your, uh, your proceedings, you might not be able to get at right now. Mm. Right. But in order to understand that you kind of have to know what's going on in Thunder Bay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, you are, 
then very connected within the community? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. So if, if people are interested in the Green Party, now there's, I think there's a lot of, I don't know, like if I think Green Party, you know, way back when I was a teenager, allow me to say this, right? I was like a teenager sometimes. I was. <laughs> And, you know, you always see those in the TV back then. You always see those Greenpeace warriors, something, yeah. like, something like that, right? So this is like the, the, the activity of protecting animals and uh, the environment was very strong associated with the Green Party for me personally, okay? That's like the first time I came across it. I'm from Germany. We have a Green Party too. And um, it's, it's good that there is that party. But what does the Green Party stand for now in Thunder Bay or in Canada? What, how you, because I'm, I'm just breaking it all down. I understand. We actually stand for effective government, right? So what we're trying to do is increase communication, make it so that the laws are actually working for Canadians. We want to put people back to work in sustainable jobs, right? Um, I don't know how you feel right now about the economy. I think that there's a lot of good things going on. There's a lot of bad things going on. There's a lot of things that need to change in Thunder Bay. We mm. need more jobs here. We need more sustainable jobs, right? So the Green Party actually works within the communities um, to make it so people can live more sustainable lives. So I understand what you're saying about um, like the eco-socialist warrior types that we're a little bit more familiar with. Mm. But um, I, don't, I don't mean it in a bad way. And just to clarify this, I just mean like this was like my first exposure to it. And then I realized, hey, there's some, you know what? It's like they, they do what they do and they believe in that. But also there's a different kind of way and it's okay. Well, but this is the thing. Like a lot of the people that are my age now and I'm 40 were those warriors back in their teenage years. Mm. So we know the issues. We know how we got to this point. But we're a little bit more reserved sometimes and a little bit more effective in how we present ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, my core training is actually in crisis communications. Um, I actually studied under um, the gentleman that uh, was called to deal with the uh, Exxon Valdez crisis. Are you familiar with what that was? Mm, is that the one in the in the, the the platform in the sea that leaked? No, that's Hibernia. Oh, okay. um, but back in um, the mid-90s, there was an oil tanker that ran aground um, off of the West Coast. Okay. Um, it led to an exceptional oil spill. It wasn't even within the top 10 of that year, but it was touted as one of the most awful uh, ecological disasters ever. And it was. It was bad. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely terrible. Um, but I was drawn to it after seeing the pictures of these ducks that were absolutely covered in oil. And it's like, how, how do I learn the science behind that and how to communicate to people to not let that happen anymore Yes. while still having people work. So mm. um, I'm actually educated in environmental sciences, emergency management, um, Aboriginal studies and uh, public relations. Mm. So, and I have, um, actual work experience and all of those. Very nice, very nice. 
that sounds like a good combination. It keeps it interesting, that's for sure. Hmm. Now, with the there's a lot of push in the world for change in, with protecting the environment, right? And emissions. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like everybody took over what the Green Party said sometimes. Yes. And then it's now within everybody else, right? Is that a good thing? Um, if speaking out against these issues gets enough people to just make the changes, I'm happy with that. Mm. Would I rather be elected? Sure. Absolutely. 100%. But if my voice is heard and that is actually reflective of a lot of other people and we get that change made, I'm okay with that too. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're party, we work with other parties to get that work done. It's good to work together, right? Yeah. Mm. It beats it beats fighting all the time. It really does. Working together means fighting. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. No, it maybe. It, it beats fighting all the uh, time. It like beats it. Yes, yes. Um, right now, I, in my opinion, we are going into an election soon, mm. right? And I'm saying this because, like, you see a lot of provincial and federal politicians complaining back and forth about the state of, of politics. With neither one of them actually saying, if we just do this, we can we can change the situation. Mm. It's all, you're doing this, you're doing that. That doesn't get anybody anywhere. Mm. It's tricky. I think so. Yeah, I always like to look at uh, like older civilizations. Like, let's say the Roman Empire, for example. <clears throat> and see how, you know, how they were led by people and like how they had a consul and how that evolved and then eventually they just disappeared. Yeah. Mm. Do you do you look at history that in interesting as well for you? I do. Um I tend to look at more history between probably 1600 and now. Mhm. Mm um and I do tend to look more at North American history but it's it's absolutely insane when you start looking at the parallels with things like Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating that, like, you think this this is like let's say it's two thousand years ago, and there was there was a, a structure that is similar to it, not like exactly, but very like we always have this issue where um, people are elected and they are in charge, right? Because we all, in human society, it seems like there's always, we need, I don't know, how would you say that? What do we need? Do we need guidance? Is that guidance or is it like protection? Or is it like, an, I don't know how to phrase that properly. I think we need to feel safe hmm. and we need to have good, meaningful relationships. I, I think that we also need to have good relationships with our elected officials and they need to be functioning. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that more people do actually crave that. I think that if more people found that they could have that kind of beneficial relationship, that we'd have more people actually involved in things like voting. Okay. That's a good point, right? How much, how many people, no, how, what's the percentage? What was the percentage last October? In I want to say two. Sorry. I want to say sixty. I want to say sixty-two percent of eligible voters. So just better than half. Okay. 
is that good? That's terrible. In like past compared to past history? It it was better than past, but mm. okay, so Patty Haiju won with what, forty five percent of the vote? Mm. I'm not familiar. So let's just say it was forty five percent. And she did very well and she she ran a wonderful campaign. Okay. Right? If only sixty percent of the people voted and only forty percent voted for her, that's less than twenty five percent of the people that are actually happy with their elected official. Right. I don't I I wish more people would vote and I don't think that it would necessarily even change the overall um result. Mm-hmm. That's insignificant. But if people felt connected, then I think you'd have less things like people getting nervous about following government directions and you'd have more buy-in for things like with with what's going on now with COVID, people would be a lot more excited about making sure that their community was well protected and being involved in and making sure that things were going well. Mm. Okay. So how do you think we can make this easier? That's like when was the first time you voted? How old first were you? Voted, yeah, how old were you? I I've been voting right from the time I could. Okay. In Canada that's eighteen, is that correct? Yes. Okay, good. It's the same in Germany. I remember the first time I went, it was like I turned 18 and then I went the next summer I did. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's interesting to see that you have one vote and it feels, sometimes it feels like there you have no influence. And this is not true, but I mean, it feels, it, it could feel like that. Yeah. But that one vote can make the the difference from elected to not elected. Absolutely. Mm. I I have seen more than one election and these aren't like provincial or federal elections they're more smaller but actually be swayed by just one vote. Mm. So. Yeah, because it's just who has more wins, right? That's how it works. How do you how do you what do you think how can we get people more involved in the active part of participating and shaping the community through voting? I think that actually what you're doing right now is one of the best things that we can do because like you and I are having a conversation it is kind of a private conversation that we're sharing with everybody. Mm. Right. But this gives people an opportunity to get to see me a little bit better, get to know you a little bit better. And get to think, hey, do I want to get involved in those issues or do I agree with what she's saying? And if I don't, maybe I should tell her. Mm. So, so. You, so for you, you like to get feedback. Oh, yes, mm. absolutely. Okay. So you, you good typer then? Lots of emails? <laughs> Am I ever? <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so... So making it more accessible. What else? Um, talking about the issues that actually matter um, and telling the truth about what's going on. Mm. Um, I, and I, I don't necessarily mean truth in the you're lying sort of way, but one of the things that's happened very continuously is a lot of promises have been made 
And then you'll have something like a change of policy, change of government, whatever. And then things just kind of fall off to the wayside. So we need to have a lot more accountability. Mm. So not just the promises that are made, like we're going to change this law or we're going to make sure you have this benefit, but also things like when the government says we're in a lockdown and you can't go anywhere, that we don't have government officials flying overseas when the rest of us are, Mm. you know, having Zoom chats. Mm. I see. I'm wondering sometimes, um, I had a good thought, but I lost it. I don't know. It went away. Damn. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Does it ever happen to you? It happens to me all the time. All the time. Mm. All the time. What did you say before you said somebody's going overseas? Uh, we made we said more accessible. I, I lost um, it. Follow through with the province, uh, promises. Ah, yes. Yeah. So um, That whole thing with... I do this, I do that when I get elected. I don't know. I don't know. How, how, what else would you do? What else would you do? One of the things that I've done is I've actually gone to school and learned about the framework, right? So what that means is when I'm talking about policy, I'm talking about policy from an actual educated point that says, this is the current system that you have. This is how we can actually change it to make it effective. And this is why it's going to work. It's not just, yeah, I'm going to change recycling because I'm going to change recycling. It's like, no, the recycling system doesn't work because we don't have the facilities here in Canada to actually do the recycling that needs to be done. Mm. So how do we change that? We actually implement the right uh, technology. So in Fort Francis, they were actually trying to uh, put the technology into the old mill to have better recycling facilities. Mm-hmm. If they would have done that, then those plastic bags that you see that have the recycling triangle that are not recyclable in Canada might have been. Mm. Okay. I always wondered about this. Like in Germany, <clears throat> we have, we, we don't, I don't know if, Like where I'm from in that city, we had this facility where we burned garbage. Yes. Now the garbage was very like it was tons of garbage. Everybody has garbage. Mm-hmm. There was we did already have recycling, um, and, but the air that came out of the stack was so much filtered; it was actually cleaner than the air that was outside beforehand. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like. I always wonder about that. How do you, how do you feel about that? Um, can I actually tell you something that really burned my butt a few years ago? Mm. So I used to be an environmental technician. So I specifically used to do the reporting out of those stacks to show the government what we were putting into the atmosphere. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And this is actually a really good example of bad policy between two different levels of government, okay? Mm. So the, uh, the Dalton-McGuinty government decided to go ahead with coal cessation in 2011-2012. It was promised by the government. A few years prior, though, they had spent millions of dollars putting scrubbers on uh, stacks in coal-fired facilities to knock out the, uh, the NO2 and the SO2 so that it was exactly like you're saying, cleaner than the air that you're breathing. Yeah. 
Right. So then with coal cessation, they ended up getting rid of all of the coal fired facilities and replaced it with things like solar and uh, um, wind power, which mm. are great. Yeah, They're absolutely wonderful. When they implemented the wind technology down around certain areas in Southern Ontario, they actually broke um, some of the wells down there and caused an awful lot of issue. So they're like, well, we've got this great technology. Let's just throw it in there. But they did more ecological damage than harm. Had they wait, I was glad that they put the technology on the, to, to scrub, but they did. They could have done conversions as opposed to changing all of the technology, save money, increase their, imp, their output of, of uh, power, and not got rid of all of the jobs that they did in all of the communities that they did as quickly as they did. Right. So coal cessation was actually mandated right across Canada for 2015, I believe it was. And then when um, Stephen Harper changed his his laws, they got rid of that. So that's why you don't have any coal fire facilities in Ontario, but you do still in, in Alberta. Mm, OK, but it, that's so, that's not the garbage, right? No, yeah. no, not at all. Mm. But it's it's the same technology, right? So what they're doing is they're taking out the the NO two and the SO two that's coming up through the stack, so that it's it's clean air that's being put out there. True, but the, the, with the coal, I think it's the CO two that's like that's the issue, right? That's being oh yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. You get a lot of the same, you get a lot of the same nasties with a lot of the garbage that you burn too. Mm. Even cow farts are nasty. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, the, 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 oh, yeah, for sure. The lots of methane, right? That's what it is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know my science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I asked my son the other day. You know how horses poop, because it's like you don't know. There's this book. We don't have it, but everybody poops. Yes, yeah. I read it. <laughs> and it's like, and then I told him how like horses they have like apples, and he was like, wow. And then I told him how the cow does it. And he was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, I have kids. We talk about this kind of stuff. <clears throat> you know what, though? Some of those conversations are a lot more intelligent than adult conversations I've heard. So I'm in. <laughs> yeah. We used to, I, I remember the time when I was in the Alps. We went on a road trip. And, you know, when we pulled over, there was this big field. And they all have those the kettlebells. Not kettlebells, but like the, what is that? A bell? Just a bell, I guess. Cowbell. cowbell. Or a cowbell. Yeah, they have a big cowbell and you know you can hear them and then you the fields are pretty wide open. You can go on there if you want. And um I think one of my friends, he like picked them up and they were dried. And it's just a like big disc and then he was just like you can just throw it and it flies perfectly. And also a really good fire starter. Oh yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, but what you don't learn on this show, right? Right, I'm with you. Yeah, what? Why does the Green Party have the moose as a symbol on there? <clears throat> we branded it up here. Um, this here was actually something that was uh, designed by Bruce Heyer, um, and it was to signify Thunder Bay Green Party. Mm. Okay, and he, what happened with him? He just. Um, he was unseated by Patty Haidu. Okay. And you, so you said you were running though, right? Last time? Yes. 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 How many districts are there in Thunder Bay for like seats? 
Two. Two. Okay. I'm just. There's, yeah. No. No. Go ahead. There's Thunder Bay, Rainy River, and Thunder Bay Superior North. Okay. And then, so that's like fifty thousand, fifty thousand, something like that. Something like that. Mm. So, Actually, the districts go out beyond Thunder Bay, so it's more like eighty and eighty. Okay. And then that when you get get elected in that district, you get a seat in with the party in the parliament. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then you represent this area here directly. Yes. So does would that mean you would fly a lot back and forth or get there and here? Or how would that work? It would depend on how they're actually functioning. Um It's my understanding that they're trying to go to um, and have gone to a more virtual um, type format. So you're only required to be there um, a lot less than you used to be. Um, and they are trying to get away from the flying so much, mm. uh, especially right now because of COVID. 100%. So, but uh, I know that when I was talking to Bruce, he said he spent about half of his time in Ottawa and about half of his time in Thunder Bay. Okay. That's not bad. No, not at all. Yeah, I know, right? So Bruce ran in the one district and you ran in the other one. Yes. Yeah. Is he like a mentor for you a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've learned an awful lot from Bruce. He's been very good to us. Uh, yeah, he's been with the party for an awful long time. Um, he was also uh, a former NDP that did uh, cross the floor and he was elected as an NDP. But he did stay on and represented as a Green uh, MP for a very long time. Mm. He was very well respected. Okay, so Thunder Bay has like a Green history then? Yes, it does. Mm. Why do you think that is? Um, I think that overall Thunder Bay is a lot more eco-conscious than a lot of other places. And like I said before, we are quite conservative in the way we present ourselves. So as conservationists you know that it, it does seem to ring true um we are very liberal we're, we're very progressive but when it comes to conservation of environment and resources mm. it's what we do mm. okay right and yeah. i don't know about you where else have you seen such beautiful environment you seem rather well traveled yeah nowhere Honestly, like you can go 10 minutes and you're in the bush of nowhere and you can get lost picking blueberries. No, uh, I know it's uh, it's uncomparable, really. That's a good point, Amanda. Okay, so now uh, allow me to say this if my, if I say this wrongly, just correct me. So, Bruce got defeated, right. Yeah. Yeah. Is he then? Did he? I'm. I'm not aware. So, did, is he still like the party with the party, or did he step down, or what happened? Bruce went into retirement. He's a uh, living as a happy airplane pilot in northern uh, Ontario. Um, he runs Wabakimi Outfitters. Okay. Um, it's, it's a very successful operation. Um, if you'd like, I can give you more information about that after the show. But he has been enjoying retirement mm. quite heavily since the uh, last election. Okay, good. Did you? Did you? Now that he's not right here with you in the action, is that like something you miss a little bit, or do you think like you got you got to know a lot through him, and now you you're on your own feet, and this is now you? 
I think the legacy that Bruce Heyer has left the Green Party here has been absolutely fantastic. Um, he helped grow the Electoral District Association quite dramatically. Um, and like I said, we're always looking for new members, new volunteers, but we do have a very solid core group of people that we wouldn't have if it wasn't for Bruce and, and his his organizational skills and his ability to bring people together. Mm-hmm. So that is one thing that I do miss is Bruce bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about last October. Okay. Now, how far how how does that work for this? I know how the, with the console. I talked to Cody. I talked to Shelby. I talked to Andrew. You know, I talked to them and I got to know a little bit the system how that works. You have to in a certain day you have to put down your name and your application. But how does that work like uh, for an MP? Same thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we had um, a meeting to figure out who was going to actually run. That was a challenged election. Then we had to, after the Green Party itself said that, yes, we'll let you run because you have to get vetted through the party. Um, then you have to go collect signatures at, for Elections Canada. Okay, let's go a and little until bit more. You get, sorry, let's go a little bit more into the details. Because okay. I I like to I like to know things. <laughs> so now you internally here in Thunder Bay, the group met and you said, okay, you know what? Maybe I want to run. Or and then the other person said, maybe I want to run. And then you voted on that. One one is that correct? That's how it goes. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, do you remember how I said that sometimes one vote can change? Yes. How, how an election can go? Yes. Yeah. So when we were uh, doing the 2015 nomination, um, I was running against uh, a very, very successful, strong community leader here in Thunder Bay. Mm. And uh, we were sitting at the table and we were sitting at pretty much a draw. Mm. And uh, the woman I was running against actually stepped aside so I could run. And I, I just about fell over because like... She had skills that are incredible and she is a very good leader and it 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 really made me look at a lot of things very differently. Mm. And that was one vote. One vote did that. So she stepped aside and then let me run. And then the really hard part of trying to get signatures for supporters in town happened. Out okay. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so and the woman that I ran against, her name was Tracy. Thank you. I was Tracy McKinnon. Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, Tracy right now is doing an awful lot of work for anti-poverty in town. And, uh, like, I, like, absolutely stellar. She understands things like um, community mm. housing and um, transit in ways I just don't. Okay. Um, and she actually came and campaigned with me and for me. Wow. So like one vote mm. and she, she really did change my campaign. Right. So now we're looking at possibly running together in the next election, her running on one side and me running on the other mm. because we work together so well in a team. Mm. Okay. I like so. that. That's like <clears throat> when stepping aside for somebody, that's a big thing, right? Like, this is like stepping over your own ego kind of thing. Right. Um, and I'd never, I have seen 
so many elections, leadership conventions. I have never seen integrity like that in my life. It blew me away. It really did. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel that. Okay, so how far in advance does the Green Party have that internal meeting? Like, that's, the vote was on the 21st of October 2019, right? No. Yes. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> Sorry, just let me clear my throat here for a second. It's all good. Okay, and you... So, that was the date, boom, this is going to happen, the vote is that day. Even sometimes even earlier, right? You can online vote or mm -hmm. mail it in or whatever? You can, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't think online yet, but... Yeah. yeah, I think that would be a good thing, you know, making it more accessible. Put it online. Let people vote from their phone. It's the same thing with, like, there's, there's so many things we can do that if you want more people to access it. Because people work, right? And then they have kids. And then you have to go home, and then there's sport, and then you have to squeeze and vote. How You can do it, but it, you make it more easy. Mm. Absolutely. Well, and then you could wake up voting day and get it done before your feet even hit the floor. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that one. Yeah, the city did yeah. it. The city did it for the council. I remember that. I voted yeah. online. I, I loved it. It was so easy. Mm. Actually, come to think about it, so did I. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was at, I had to work. <laughs> you know, I'm not like Bruce, retired right now. <laughs> Just kidding. Living on an airplane, why not? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's good. But well deserved. Well deserved. Okay, so how much in advance did you have that internal meeting? Um, I want to say it was about two months in advance. Um, wow. If I was to be honest, now I wish we would have done it further in advance than that. Yes. Um, because the more preparation time that you have, the better you are. Yeah, that seems awfully short, if you allow me to say this. Be yeah, because two months is like, that was a September, and then, yeah. Because, like, federal-wise, it's a, like election year, right? They talk about a year of election. I mean, two months before the writ was dropped. So, I don't remember what day the writ was dropped, but... Like, it wasn't long before that. Okay. So, do you, do you know what that means to drop the writ? No, please do elaborate. What that, when the writ is dropped, what that means is the prime minister has, has actually called the election. It's just a fancy term for it. That's mm, all. Yeah, that happens in January usually? Um, it depends on when he decides to call it, really. Uh, okay. Um, so... We were looking at an election. We didn't know when he was going to call it. He called it not very early. And so, but mm. it, we have a term that is specified in the constitution. I want to say every five years, it might be every four. I'm bad with numbers. I could pull it up in a minute if you'd like, but he, he called it before the term was actually constitutionally required. Okay. I see. Okay. And then you had to get those signatures. Yes. How did you do that? that? Yeah. 
Well, um, Tracy went out with me too. She went on one side of town, I went on the other, and we just went and talked to people. So it gives you a really good opportunity to, you know, do that terrible thing of introducing yourself to an absolute complete stranger and say, hey, How you doing? my name's Amanda. <laughs> exactly. How about you talk to me for a second because you didn't have any interest in doing that a minute ago, and I want to tell you why I want you to vote for me. Mm. So now you, if I can get you to just sign this piece of paper, that would be great. Yeah, but the, the signature on the paper doesn't mean the person is like saying, I'm going to vote for you, right? Nope. Yeah. All they're saying is, yeah, I think you can run. That's all. Yeah. See what you can do. It's mostly it shows that you, you know, you, I don't know. You have potential. That sounds pretty brutal, but you know, it's it, what it is. It's like a proof of like this is how many people signed for me, you know, and this is how. It's, how many did you need? Fifty. Fifty signatures. Right. Now, in order to get fifty signatures, we actually had to get a hundred and fifty. What was often happening is uh, people would be disqualified. And part of that is you have two different ridings in Thunder Bay, so people wouldn't know what side they were on. So they'd just sign the form because, you know, they're being kind, which was great, mm. but might, they might be on the wrong side. Or Elections Canada couldn't read a signature or an a address, and then they'd be like, nope, this one doesn't count. Mm -hmm. So you really need to get a vote three times as much. Okay, makes sense. You know, there's always somebody who doesn't sign with their name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like, what? That's a lot of jokes on here. <sighs> okay, and then you, the party has to approve you. Yes. Like, the, like is there, but allow me to ask this because I don't know. The, because your party is a federal party, right? Yes. Yeah. So when you, when you run, so there's no difference in your party here you're representing then the federal in in the parliament it's the same thing right me and elizabeth may we're the same uh same person that essentially she's just elected and i'm not yes yes but i don't know if i'm mistaken but she stepped down right she stepped down as the leader she's still an mp okay um she's for sandwich gulf islands mm -hmm. yeah because somebody else took over right Yes, Anna Mae Paul recently took over leadership. She is the first black Jewish woman leader of a federal party. Mm. And she did that on her own. Wow. How does that make you feel? That makes me feel incredible. Um, I didn't know Anna Mae at all before she ran. And she actually took the time to give me a call and say, hey, this is who I am. I am running for leadership of the party. What questions do you have? Right. And like, not even this is what I stand for. What questions do you have? And she sat and listened to all of the questions that I had, every one of them. Wow. So was that scheduled or you just, she just called you? It's like, hey. She really just called me. I, I sent her a quick note saying, hey, this I'm actually in southern Ontario right now. And she called me right away. She's like, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. So she's That's very approachable. Yeah, and I think that's that's what we need. We need people that you can like. As humans, we connect to people, and we need like it's it's a big benefit to your neighbor or me to say I can talk to you and say, hey, how are you doing? You know what? I wanted to give you some feedback here. 
Yeah. Like for me, like one of the like one of the things that I I'm really interested in is like universal um income and then I'm really interested also in universal childcare because those are two big things and there's I think there's a lot of misconception with that as well, but I mean as a woman you you have to like you put your career on hold and you you do a being a mother for me personally that's a job and i think it's because you raising the future of canada and i find personally that this is something you um you should be compensated for you know if you manage a company you you get paid for that too and i i do not see a difference in that and this might be gets challenged and that's okay but this is just my personal opinion so that's like those are two things I'm really interested in. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. Mm. Um, I have had conversations with politicians in town. One of them um, actually told me flat out that we already have universal basic income. Okay, it's called social assistance. It's called EI, mm. and went off and and named them, right, and. I understand that all of those are great safety nets, every one of those programs, but they leave really big holes for people like single moms and not just single moms, single dads too. Mm -hmm. Right. And one of the holes that it does leave is childcare. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like we have needed better childcare space availability for a very long time. Sure, but also right. affordability too. Let's be honest. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. If like if Lisa goes working and she makes a thousand dollars, let's say that thousand dollars goes right into daycare. So why that's, go? Why go work? That's that's pretty much it. Well, <laughs> I don't disagree with you and. How many young parents have a regular nine-to-five job? Not too many, maybe? I don't know. What is it? I don't know, but I remember I remember when I first had my daughter that I was maybe not as well-established as I am now. Mm. And uh, maybe waitressing was probably one of my most consistent jobs. Yeah, that's not a bad job. And waitress, it's great money, but try finding childcare from... 3.30 in the afternoon till 11.30 at night. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. Is that possible? It's getting more and more possible. It wasn't easy when I when my daughter was young. Um, Thunder Bay has better programs for childcare than most of the cities that I've seen. Okay. So I was very blessed. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of the program is here. Is it Head Start? Mm, I don't know which one you're referring to. Mm. I know there's one, for example, if you are you have a certain income bracket and you know your, you know your costs, your T4 tells you this is how much you make as a couple and then you can apply at the city and they can subsidize it if you are qualified for that. So that's, that's a, there, there is something, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. This resonates with earlier where, you know, somebody said, hey, there is programs in place that maybe do that. But I would I would want to see this even go further because I think 
I think as it is not recognized as what it is. No, no. And when you have stressed out parents, it's very difficult to give proper care to your kids all the time anyways. Mm. And when your biggest stress is childcare, that's a big catch 22. Mm -hmm. So what does is allow me to ask this now, because obviously we're in the discussion of this. So does the green party have like they, every party has a platform, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this is a, this is actually an official document. Is that correct? It is. Um, I have a copy of our last one just over there, and it's mm. eighty some pages. Yes, and there's a certain time frame. It, it is recommended to be released so people can um, read it and be know what the party does, right? It, usually, in election, they are released after the writ is dropped. So, ah, yes, yes, yes. Because you need to, like, you're actually going to make it a good one, right? You're going to write something nice up. You're not just going to copy and paste. <laughs> Absolutely. See what other issues are yes. really important at that point, too. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's a good point. So is there something related to that in within the Green Party? One of the reasons that I ran in the last uh, cycle was actually for universal basic income and for universal child care. Um, I have struggled an awful lot on my own as a single mother, so I know what it's like for childcare. And anyone that's ever had a child will tell you childcare can be very difficult to find. Mm. So, yeah, that, that is one of the things that we have been working uh, on right across Canada with the Green Party is to get more accessible childcare for everybody. How do we do that? Well... One of the things we actually have to do is establish that there is a need. And I'm pretty sure that we've established that very well at this point, because right now the liberals are finally saying, yeah, let's actually implement a universal uh, child care. Mm. So one of the things that we'll have to look at is times that child care is needed. Because like we were discussing, not all child care only happens between five. Yes. So um, one of the things that they do really well here in Thunder Bay is they actually offer childcare on site in some of the schools. So that allows for a more seamless um, transition from your school to childcare for children. So there's not so much disruption in the day and not so much traveling, which is great. Mm-hmm. Right. But how, how do you actually find the spaces in, in more schools for things like that? How do you implement the right funding? Because you have different types of, of students with different types of needs mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I also think too, um, there's a, pro- a program here in Thunder Bay. It's the Aboriginal Head Start program. Okay. It is one of the best programs I have ever seen in my life for after school programs for kids. Right. Mm. Some kids only need extra help after school until mom can come pick them up. Yeah. Funding those kind of pro- uh, programs are absolutely second to none because they have the right intent, the right time frame, and the right types of activities for the kids so that they're actually healthy. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that they would do with, um, with my daughter when she was in the program was they would teach her how to uh, eat properly, how to make her own food. Mm. Right? So... I have an 11-year-old that can very successfully make grilled cheese on her own and uh, makes craft dinner like nobody's business. Nice. Fantastic. Right? 
Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, it's empowering too for the child, right? When you you know you can, you are allowed to like you and you realize that you can do this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go back into the election a little bit. You, <laughs> we would do this all the time. We get sidetracked all over. It's all good. So you, you got the signatures. The party, what does the party do? Do they like do a security check on you? Yes. They do a full security check to see actually like, are, are you a security risk at, to start with? Um, do you have any really weird things in your background that you should be running with? Um, like, I don't know if you've ever seen what happens with uh, maybe somebody that comes out as anti-abortion or, you know, those Those kind of skeletons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen it in the news. They somebody, sorry, somebody runs and then they there's something that came up with and it's not with the identity of the party and the the party just says goodbye. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Okay, and that, that's understandable, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How long does that take? Now, it can take two weeks. Um, it, they're usually pretty quick with it. They know what they're looking for. Um, it's not perfect. It's pretty good. Some things do get missed from time to time. Mm. Um, the thing about the green party is though, um, we are a lot more broad than other parties. So we are actually allowed to step outside of the party mandate from time to time, as long as it's not damaging, disrespectful, hurtful, or, you know, um, ignorant mm. so if, if you were doing things that were like racist misogynist um things like that you wouldn't qualify at all for sure for any reason but you might say that you know i i don't necessarily agree with the position on this environmental law or this situation because and they actually do encourage full discussions mm. so that we can get to the bottom of where's the actual science yes do you like dis discussions love them yeah why because that way there you don't have people just writing laws based on their own opinion and opinions can be dangerous if they're not coming from a place that's actually informed mm-hmm so sometimes you just need to hear, well, did you think about this? Did you look at that side of this to actually have a better understanding of what a whole situation is? And sometimes I might look at something a little different than you might. So it just opens my eyes bigger when you say, hey, look at this over here. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I get that too. I, sometimes I, I think like, oh, no, this can't go. And then somebody else explains it to me. And, you know, I'm still like, no, 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 that can't go. And then eventually, you know, another person says like something else. And then it's like, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that's an ability you learn over time to like uh, listen and appreciate other opinions? Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed being full of youth and full of vim, vigor, and vitality and feeling absolutely indestructible. It was great. Mm. 
um, with age and experience has come the ability to go, you know what, maybe I want to not run face first into that this time. And I want to take a step back, see how this could actually play out and do this gracefully. Mm-hmm. Okay. So security check came back. You all cleared. Absolutely. And do they, do they call you in a quick email or how does that work? Quick email. It said, Hey, you passed. Hey, congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. Some, yeah. do they send emojis? Is that a thing? No, I wish they did. Mm, it's like claps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a big old text at your phone. That's mm. Great, Betty. That's good. So you, you you got it. You got it. You got it approved, and then you were like, "Okay, this is game now, right?" Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? Well, I uh, threw a little party in my kitchen. Me and my uh, kid. It was great. Mm, dance party. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you got good moves. <laughs> okay, of course you yeah, have to, I- you have to embrace it, right? And I think it's a big it's a big deal if you put yourself out there, no matter what the platform is, or you want to represent other people through you and be you. Yeah, it's a big deal. It was huge. Um, I was really, really blessed. With the people that I had around me, um, they were all very supportive, um, like, like Tracy. And Tracy and I didn't know each other very well um, before I ran against her to be the candidate. Did right? She, did um, she know that you were going to run? Not very well. Um, they put out a call for candidacy. She responded, so did I. And uh, so we had both heard that there's somebody else. Mm. But we didn't know who the other person was. Okay. So, but yeah, like, I can't tell you enough how supportive she was. Like, mm. her solid friendship, oh, that girl is solid. And yeah. I, I'm very thankful to this day that she's still around. It's beautiful. Yeah. Sounds like sisters almost. You know? <laughs> Kinda. Mm-hmm. Can you, if you live in Port Arthur, you can run no matter. In, do you have to be like physically in the in the place where you run for, or you don't have to? No, you don't. Okay. All right. Now, you you danced. You got in. You got good people around you, and then you know, obviously, it's you 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 have a campaign. Is that correct? Yep. All right. What was it? Well, um, we talked about uh, ethics, ethics and honesty, and sustainable jobs. Okay. Um, one of the things that, like I said, Thunder Bay has gone through some really weird job cycles. So, during the at the time of the last election, um, there was a lot of issues with the Bombardier jobs. I don't know if you remember that at all. Yeah, I think right. the, as far as I remember, they don't have any jobs lined up, and there's lots of people laid off. Right. And yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was our big focus. And we were talking about the things that we could do in Thunder Bay, Rainy River to actually increase the jobs. Um, It was really interesting too, because there's a bunch of farmers out around Mm -hmm. Um, Their biggest concern was recycling, right? For everything else. And, And they were just really angry that like they've got all these bits of plastic waste and the only thing they want to do 
is be responsible and recycle. Mm-hmm. Right. So to have a sit down chat about what recycling facilities we actually need was absolutely delightful. Cause I'm sitting there with all of the other politicians and they're like, yeah, we can recycle, we can recycle. And it's like, yeah, these guys here, they don't know the system. Mm-hmm. So they're just blowing smoke up your butt. Mm. Right. So what do so we have? Like, we have the facility at Maple Ward, right? Yeah, we've got a collection facility, and then they send it off to actually be recycled. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's that's it. It's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So things like um, plastic uh, grocery bags. You know how they all say they're recyclable. We don't have the facilities anywhere near Thunder Bay to recycle those. You can mm-hmm. put them in a bag. You can send them away. That other place might have facilities to handle it, but mm. no. Is that a bad thing or is it a good, a good thing? It's an absolutely terrible thing. Um, when you have a recycling facility, you do have to be mindful of there are a lot of toxins that can get released into the environment. So you have to know what those are so you can actually mitigate it. So you can do things like the scrubbers so that you don't have nasties coming out of your stack. Mm. Right. If you were to put um, an effective recycling facility around here, you could do one very cleanly. It would give you a lot more jobs. They would be sustainable jobs. They'd be good jobs. And you could actually respectfully and sustainably recycle your products properly. Okay. So the step of driving it somewhere else would be eliminated? Exactly. Yeah. And then you also, it's more efficient because it's right here. Who would run that? Like, let's say that would happen. Like, is that the city thing or is that like a provincial thing? Or is that like, how do other places do that? Are they owned by individual companies? Different municipalities do it in different ways. Now, Thunder Bay outsources their garbage and recycling. I'm not sure who collects their garbage uh, currently, but I know uh, GFL uh, collects their recycling. Yes. So they actually have decent facilities for plastics, but um, they currently send all of their their products either to Sault Ste. Marie or to Winnipeg, depending on what it is. Mm -hmm. So again, you're putting it on the trucks and you're burning all of that that, uh, fuel to get your garbage recyclable products to your next facility to sort them hopefully recycle them and maybe just landfill them mm. so would you feel better about that if it would be an electric pickup electric truck would that be okay or you would really want something in town i'd honestly really prefer something in town um especially when you consider that between winnipeg and sault st marie you don't have the facilities so that's 20 hour drive mm. Right. So electric vehicles are great. Um, there are still some problems like battery life, things like that. So like you're not talking about like a little car. Mm. Right. So a little car battery is a whole lot easier um, on power than a big truck battery. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we'd even still have the ability to really do the big truck out. Mm. Yeah. Tesla's building It, one. So good. Tesla's building like this. AI-driven, um, huge uh, transport, which is like, it still has a seat. It's, there's still a person in it, but it's like, yeah. they, and they're in testing phase right now. That'd be, 
That'd be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And in, in Denmark, they have roads that actually charge the battery while you drive over it. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. But that would be what a kinetic type. Like I used to have a watch that you do this and it would wind itself. Yes, yes, right? yes. Yeah. Why can't you implement more of that technology? Mm. Yeah. It's like, I think it's affordability yet. Okay. Yeah, I think affordability is like you. If you want to have a good electric car, other manufacturers are catching up. But Tesla is like the way to go. But uh, the Tesla is like a premium, high, ex- highly expensive car. Yeah. And even if you can afford one, then who's going to fix it for you? And, right. Yeah. Then you have to send it away when it breaks down. Mm-hmm. So, but I. I like that you have this perspective where you want to have something in town. I bring it back to who would who would facilitate that? Well, in my perfect world, I'd like to see the city itself actually step up and do that. Mm. Um, I understand for things like liability and just overall running it, oftentimes that does get offloaded onto another company. Mm-hmm. Um I did actually work for a different municipality at one point, and uh, it was the only municipality in Canada that had a certified organic um, composting facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so where I'm going with that is it's not a bad thing to be the first city in Canada to have a municipally run facility. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for your town, your, your city, whatever. Yeah. Is that like something for the federal government would implement like um, support through like with the art gallery, for example, there's grants, right? And is that, um, that is, would that be something like that too then? That, that's actually a provincial thing. Um, okay. But I like the way you're thinking about this here, right? Because so Sir Sanford Fleming actually has a constructed uh, garbage facility. And what they do is they actually... Uh, track uh, leachate, so they track the uh, the plumes of not real toxins, but to see how the groundwater moves, right? Yes. There would be no reason that you couldn't make it a research project on top of it being an actual legitimate recycling facility to get even more funding mm-hmm. and do even more good things. Like the technology that comes out of Thunder Bay is so horribly underrated. And reported on, it's absolutely astounding. Hmm. So we're we're actually a global leader for biomass. Yes. Nobody knows that. Hmm. Is that like is that the place on is it on Algoma? They have this the human tissue thing. It's like that's what like one of the places that not a lot of people uh, that cities have either, right? No. Uh, um I forgot. Do you the know name. the big power plant? Was that? I forgot the name on that one. I don't remember that either. But you know the big power plant that they have here. Mm-hmm. They actually converted that to biomass. Okay. Right. So that there. That's good. But that was great. But they never actually promoted it. Mm-hmm. So they just went all the wayside. Okay. So lots of lots of things going on. But yeah, for sure. but your platform was more on. Um, sustainability, employment, right? Yep. Honest, ethical government. Okay. So, so aside from, you know, 
all of the stuff that we've just talked about, one of the things that I really wanted to help implement was better communication across all levels of government. Mm. Because like I said, a Toronto um, solution might not fit a Thunder Bay problem. We're just different. Right. So if we could actually facilitate those conversations, we could get somewhere quicker. Okay. How would, how would that work? Um, one of the ways that it would work is actually incentivize governments to do things more beneficially, right? So things like making it so that, how to say this nicely, making it so that they're not benefiting by just tearing down each other. So um, we don't have the methods of communication that are, that are needed to actually make this work but you would have to have regular non-confrontational meetings about things mm-hmm. yes. in ways that aren't just there to be platforms to tell why things are just not working. Mm-hmm. You do have to discuss why they're not working, but you also have to give solutions. Okay. Right. So better structured um, with an actual mandate to get things done as opposed to this, this shell game of just moving things around to make it look like you're actually getting things somewhat more in order. Mm-hmm. I like what you said where you, you go into a room once whatever time and you know everybody is equal and everybody can say something and it's like it's okay and it's not a fight. I like that. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good idea. That's good. Oh, thank you. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's it's really... in the platform. Yeah. I didn't know, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's. I try to be more involved, but I don't know everything, you know. And it's it's that's why when you approach me, say, hey, you know, you want to talk. You dropped those three letters, and then I had to make sure this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said GPC, right? That's what you said, or what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. GPC. Yeah, that was like, and then I had to, I had to make sure it's like, what, 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 what? <laughs> well. So that was kind of my stupidity too, because I use a, a personal account that I don't ever use for party business ever. Mm. So you, you wouldn't have recognized me as me. Okay. There you so go. So I yeah. do apologize for that. No, it's okay. I, I just have to make sure it fits with the platform. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I want this to be in this. I want this to be inspiring and good. So this is yeah. perfect. So this is perfect. Now you, what else was in your platform? Oh, there was so much in the platform. Um, mm. Anti-poverty uh, initiatives; those were really important, um, and it's really good too because we're actually closer to the anti-poverty goals than anybody really um, realized. Um, COVID, I am certain, is going to have a serious impact on a lot of things, and. Um, we probably won't have a real understanding of the financial impact for probably another year or so. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see how that, that unfolds. Do you mean But that, is that citywide or do you mean that citywide or federal? I bet you it's going to be globally really okay. like it, it's going to change an awful lot of markets. Um, just with that much change, people will have to, make accommodations within their lives and like right now we have how many how many business places that are totally closed mm. because of the covid lockdown yeah it's terrible right 
it's terrible in a way and it's good in a way you know we protect each other but then also those people they that's their life right everything they build yeah mm. yeah right and i bet you all of those business owners they would tell you the same thing um nobody wants anybody to get sick not one person for sure right what? that doesn't easy yeah what what do you think about the ski hills I think that there wasn't enough known about the virus um, like day one. So it's a pretty um, hard call to make. It's not the one that I would have made. I would like to see the actual science behind it. Um, I have seen far too many not ski hills filled with kids on toboggans to say that the ski hills would make any more impact than those toboggan hills. Mm. Um, if anything, I bet you um, the ski hills would be cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I think people need to get out and I think people need to actually have more um, contact with other people. Mm. And I think that the long-term effects of these lockdowns are not going to be great. Yeah, mental health-wise, it's blowing up. That's unbelievable. We had an issue before, but now it's just, like, incomprehensible. Yes. Yeah, I talked to Linda Kelly. She's with uh, Kelly's Mental Health. Kelly Mental Health. And, you know, I had a great discussion with her because it came up with previous guests, like John from Red Line Smokehouse. Like, you know, because people experience it, people suddenly are, like, we are all vulnerable. Everybody... Everybody is. So and there's a lot of lots of things going on with that way. Mm. Well, and like, let's be fair. We were all discussing before that the mental health systems in Canada were lacking and they needed to be bolstered. Mm. Now we can see why. Yeah. Yeah. It was an issue before, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then you had your platform. It was all finalized. You... You have you post that as well, I guess, as an official document. It's probably on your home web page or something like that. Yeah, it's on the Green Party of Canada website. Ah, okay. It goes by candidates. Um, no, the the policy platform that we had was the same right across the board. Ah, how do you so feel? It was, actually, so, it was provided by the party. Okay, how do you feel about that? Because you know, allow me to say this, because you you say in Thunder Bay we have sometimes different issues than in Toronto. Yep. Yeah. Totally. But, yeah. But you, you said the party gives you kind of like, it's okay to step out sometimes on certain things, right? Totally. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So that's okay. Absolutely. Um, as long as you're falling within reasonable guidelines and you have to be reasonable, mm -hmm. they're usually pretty understanding and accepting. Okay. All right. right. Uh, for an example, um, I didn't necessarily support their, their handgun um, uh, policies, right? Um, I, I do think that we need strict, strict rules on handguns, long guns, all of it. But that doesn't mean that nobody should have them. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, that's your opinion. I respect that. Yeah. Now you... You you were all set. So did you go from house to house? Did you work social media? Like how how does it work in twenty twenty? How does how does it work? 
all of it. Going door to door was very difficult. Uh, I am a disabled military veteran, so when it comes to going up and down stairs, not always my strongest. Mm. Um, so one of the things that we used um, was magnets. And so it's a lot easier to put that on a mailbox than it is to do a lot of other things. And it did actually reach an awful lot of people. Mm. Um, our social media campaign was fantastic. We got an awful lot of um, new volunteers that way, um, which was very helpful. Um, yeah. And to be dead honest, um, the media in Thunder Bay have always been very good to all candidates of all parties. Mm-hmm. So they're always been very approachable. Um, they asked me my opinion on everything that they asked any of the other candidates opinions mm. on. Yeah. The, it's important. I find that everybody gets the same time. Everybody gets um, the same exposure, you know, yeah. and it's, you have the access to the media and the media asks you questions. Do you find like there's a, um, a preconception Is that the right word? I don't know. But like, does the media? Do you think it's it's asking you questions that are that are fair for the candidates, or do you feel like some like in soccer, for example, you come off the field, you played ninety minutes, you lost, you scored your own goal, and you think you can barely breathe, and then he asks you, "Hey, how are you doing?" Just this is an example, or he asks you, "Is this all your fault?" Do you feel like when you get questions that it's go, it's fair? Um. I would say that the journalists in Thunder Bay have been more than fair. Um, I have dealt with media personnel globally. Mm. Um, there is no other city in Canada that I would ever say, this is off the record, this is background. I'll do that in Thunder Bay, absolutely 100%. And if a journalist here says, you know what? If you want to stay away from that, we will. They'll stay away from it 100%. They're very respectful, and it's not a matter of ever hiding things. It's a matter of your person, too, and we're going to treat you as a person first. Mm. Right? So I've never seen the gonzo journalism here of we're going to get you. It's, yeah, okay, let's, let's have a reasonable conversation. What do you honestly think here? What's mm. really going on? Okay. Uh, this almost feels like this is Thunder Bay, right? It's a, like it's a very tight community we we tr we all want to work together yes mm. absolutely 100 and honestly you don't get that kind of community anywhere mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons i love thunder bay so very much yeah do you so do you have is it like on instagram on facebook do you have like um is there uh, an instagram account that is local or is it everything is through the federal government like federal um, account sorry i'm actually bringing up the proper name our facebook is green party thunder bay nwo okay. and that actually services both ridings um we're currently in the middle of putting up a new instagram mm. and we will be linking the two so that will be coming very soon um but they are um They are not party sanctioned. The party does check on them prior to elections to make sure everything's on the up and up. Yeah. But um, for the most part, we are a grassroots party. So we do function as such. And we do trust our volunteers to do things like that. Yes. Okay. Did, so did you have to like, 
say today, hey, I'm going to talk to Michael on the Michael Aid show. Is that cool? Or do you just like, you, 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 how does that work? Yep, absolutely, 100%. You can mm. throw that up there. It's all good. I don't do most of the postings myself. Um, I do have access. I'm able to. Um, but I do have a very good uh, media coordinator. So she does handle most of that. Mm. Okay. Cool. I'm amazed. <laughs> uh, I love it. I, I need to have a social media coordinator. Just send me the details, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll hook you up. <laughs> uh, I, I can't afford it, but that's okay. Uh, they want, <laughs> nobody wants to volunteer for my stuff. That's fine. <laughs> the, you know what? You just you keep putting these out here you might find somebody quicker than you you might imagine you know yeah maybe maybe you you never know right okay now we all know how the election went right mm-hmm. in your how did, how is the proper term not district but in your writing writing there you go in your writing somebody else got elected yes marcus polowski yes and how how did it go all, all down you want to explain a little bit how the day went that day? Um, I don't know really much to say. Um, the nice way to say it is the writing was on the wall. It was pretty obvious who was. Actually, I shouldn't even say that. Mm. I thought the NDP candidate was going to win. Um, Yuxum won, uh, was second to none. Um, integrity, honest, uh, actually cared um, and I'm not saying that Marcus didn't at all. Marcus mm. is a wonderful candidate. He d- he's done a wonderful job. I was amazed that Yuxum didn't win, though. Mm. I really, really was. So that was the disappointment of my day, just because like, I was really sure she had that in the bag. Mm. So, But yeah, we just sat down together. We watched the, uh, the results roll in and congratulated... Um, Marcus at the end of it really that was there wasn't much else we could do um we had a bit of a discussion about what could have made a stronger campaign Mm -hmm. but you kind of do that at the end of every election and you hope for better next time yes and you know the numbers right not off the top of my head I think I got seven percent okay is is that I think 12 okay so it's not that far off really in any terms, really, I would say it's like, I think it's good, you know. Well, to put it into perspective, I think we uh, the national average was three, and I got seven, mm-hmm. so that's better than twice the national average. Yes. And like I said, I'm I'm disabled military veteran, so the door to door campaign wasn't as strong as I would have liked it, and mm-hmm. that's really where you win. You think so? When people see you and can talk to you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and honestly, go talk to Marcus. You'll see. He's, he's very easy to talk to. So. Mm. Yeah. No, I love that you have, you know, you have respect for other um, members and humans that run different uh, parties or opinions and that you are so approachable. I have huge respect for that. I want to. I wanted to highlight that because you know there's like you you just say yeah they all they you know I thought actually she's gonna win and she's an amazing artist by the way oh is she ever uh, and then you know and then you talk about Marcus and you say yeah, everything is good I, I like that 
So what is, what is, what's going on now? Now we're just organizing, getting it. We're actually getting ready for our next election. Um, I feel quite confident it's coming soon. Mm. Um, so we're in the middle of building a team. Um, so we have to build teams for both Thunder Bay, Rainy River and Thunder Bay Superior North. Um, we do have a good core group, but we are looking for more members to make it a stronger um, election attempt. Um, we have all the attention that we need. We have an awful lot of support. We need to knock on more doors. Mm, okay. And then the, the head of the party changed as well, right? Yes. I think that was, yeah. a, that was a good idea, I think, personally. I think it was. I, I, yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the best part about it? A change. Yeah. yeah. Allow me to say that I didn't read too much into it, but I saw the article and I saw that, you know, there was another person that stepped up. So I'm not yeah. 100% knowledgeable on it, but I feel like it was the right decision because uh, May is her last name, right? Yeah. Elizabeth May, she she was there for a long time. And that's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, if, you, if you've done it and you, you know, this is, comes back to uh, Tracy. Tracy said, you know what, you're going to go. And it's, this is like a step of saying, I step down and I make room for the next generation, in a way. Uh, like, I'm always amazed, for example, if you, if you have a manager and he's in charge of you and you work under him. If the manager empowers you and gives you the knowledge that he has or, you know, and he shares it with you, that means he actually is going to make you bigger than him or her. And I love that kind of leadership. Because that's the greatest leadership you can get. If somebody is not afraid of, hey, Amanda, you're going to be better at what I do than me. And that's okay. And that's actually great. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's something I love. So I think, and that's my perception of what happened there. And I think that's great. Well, um, I will say too, um, Elizabeth May was a very good leader and she really supports Anna May 100%. Mm. So she seems to be a very good judge of character. So I'm going to, I'm going to follow her lead on that one. I really am. Mm -hmm. And you, you said you got the phone call too, right? Yep. Absolutely. Like that says a lot, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Okay. So how does that work then? If somebody is interested in the Green Party, like how do you, how do people get involved in politics? Well, you can go right to the Green Party of Canada website to get to us directly. Um, there is a link right on there. Or you can go look us up on Facebook. We are uh, Green Party of Thunder Bay NWO. That's Northwestern Operations. And you can get to me directly either way. Mm. So um, when you go to the Green Party of Canada website, it does give you the ability to donate to us locally. You can also donate federally and you can volunteer your time. Mm. So you have all three of those options in addition to just sending us a nice email saying, hey, we're over here. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So to clarify, you don't have to donate to be a member. Is that correct? Nope. Um, there is a $25 fee. For, I think it's either one or three years. I can't remember. Mm. Um, 
Here in Thunder Bay, we currently do have um, a promotion wherein if you wanted to um, get a membership and spend an extra $25, we do have Ungali t-shirts with the moose. They're real good looking shirts. So all you do is... Good. Yeah. How how did you do that? You You told, you hit up Alien Bree and said, hey, what's going on? Right. We gave him a call and said, this is what we're looking at doing. How can you help us get this out? Because we, we want to do something local and we want to do something sustainable. Mm. And they helped us with both. Very nice. Yeah. They're doing great work over there. Oh, yes, they are. Mm. So. Okay. Um, in the walleye, they have that, um, that 2020 best of 2020, whatever. Right? Yeah. And I think there is also like one column for like local politician. Are you aware? I of that? No, I didn't see it. Uh, okay, yeah. Do you you know that you can nominate people and then um, the whoever, however, you can just post it on social media and say, "Hey, you know, I'm nominated. Can you vote for me?" <laughs> however, that works. Or people see your name while they go through, but you have to be nominated, and then you can you make it into the final three, and then then there's the vote. What is what is success for you? Being honest. That's really it. Um, honesty is 100% my currency in every way. Um, so in order for me to be successful, I need to be able to walk into a situation and express myself honestly without backing down. Okay. Does does the truth hurt sometimes? Sometimes. Oh, sometimes it can be absolutely brutal, especially mm. when you realize that you were wrong and you have to say sorry. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I thought more like, I thought the truth would hurt more than saying sorry. Yeah, probably. When you have that realization, yeah. Mm. Like... In my life, there's been moments where I said, okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. And sometimes in in certain moments, it's, it's sometimes it's not the best. You you think it's the best, but it's not. Yeah. Mm. As, or maybe sometimes, <laughs> mostly that's all family stuff, right? It's not politics. <laughs> but it's like, sometimes it's good to say also like, now, question is, if you say part of the truth, is that is that okay? Is that good enough? Or is it, it has to be 100% the truth? Well, one of the things that I've come to understand with age is that sometimes you don't know all of the truth all of the time. Yes. So it has to be as much as of the truth as, as I know. Like, every, with me, it has to be rooted in honesty. Yeah. Right? Yes, that makes sense. You are in that moment, you know. You are you are the best version of yourself in that moment, and you you this is what you think. And yeah, for sure. Later on, maybe you know more, but you didn't know that back then. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. So, but you remember about twenty minutes ago, probably how you asked me if those conversations were good to have. Mm -hmm. Right. 
this is sometimes why those conversations are good to have because you don't know everything, right? So more information could be revealed to you, which really helps you make the best decisions going forward. I agree. Yes, those are wise words. Try. Mm. Okay, so everybody around you is getting ready. And yeah. we will see what's going to happen. But we know that you are going to be the representative of that. Oh, I'm so bad with words. <laughs> Currently, as it stands, um, we don't have everybody nominated. Um, I am going to be running. I, I am hopeful that I will be the, the next candidate again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but that's what we, we are striving for. But yeah. Even if I'm not, let's just say they find a better candidate. It, you know, mm. we've got lots of people that, lots of volunteers, good people. Mm. That doesn't mean my work stops. I am still the president and CEO of the Riding Club Association. And any candidate that runs in Thunder Bay for the Green Party, I will help 100% to the best of my abilities with all of the skills that I have. Mm. You do. It's beautiful. Do you do? You, are you interested in city council, or is it? Thought about it. Yeah, but you you think federal is the way to go? For me, right now, it is. Okay. Yes. Good. Specific reason? It's kind of where my passion is. Um, I've really put an awful lot of time into learning the Canadian Constitution, how it actually works. Mm what the division of powers are and what the federal government's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like it. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Vote green. <laughs> okay. You can say that. That's fine. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's good. And I, I really enjoyed talking to you today, Amanda. If you, you know, if you, if you want to come on again sometime and, you know, then just let me know. I would be delighted to come on again. Okay. I appreciate that. And um, thank you for giving us more insight of what's going on, how things go and, you know, what the Green Party stands for and how you perceive politics on your perspective. Thanks for asking me. I really appreciate that. Mm. Okay. I, I'll let you go then. Perfect. Are we going to dance our way out of this one? Mm, no, it's too late. It's too late. Oh. <laughs> what, what have you been drinking? Is that coffee or water? Water. Okay. Well, see, see, see this pickle jar? This is actually, beautiful. This is a pickle jar. This is my uh, contribution to doing my part in many ways that I try to leave a less of a footprint in the environment. And, you know, back when I was a vegan, my wife was a vegan too, and she was very, she was very hungry for dill, dill pickles. Is that correct? Yeah, dill pickles, right? And I don't know why, but I think some are not vegan and some are. And this is like the most expensive pickle jar that I own. It was like $10 for vegan dill pickles. <laughs> And cheers to that. I gotta take a little bit. 
So, mm. yeah, but I still have it, and now it's a water glass. Yeah. Mm. Well, there. Yeah, it's good. This, this is how you do it, you know? And the perception of recycling also comes in civilizations with advancement in thinking about life. That's why, you know, it's not always easy for us to say, hey, why don't you do it or you do that and I don't do this. It's the conception, like just the the brain has to be there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the great things are coming. We are, we are at a point where we as humans think about life and the future as never before. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah. I, you want to say anything else? Or are you good? Some nice six string behind you. The oh, the guitar. Yes, it is. You you, you play? No, not at all. <laughs> I play woodwind. <laughs> what is that? Clarinet. Ah, ooh. Used to. Mm. Done it in a while, but. Mm. Yeah, that that clarinet is that where that the mouse piece always has to be wet or something. Yes, yes. the read Yes. 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 That's 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 awesome. I I don't play an instrument anymore. This is this is my wife, Lisa. Ah, mm. nice. I only play piano. I mean, that's an instrument. It really is. It's a good one too. Mm. But you need to read the notes, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, Amanda. I I leave you off. Thank you so much, and. We talk again soon. Absolutely. It was good talking to you. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Bye-bye.